Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Redwood Podcast episode. I'm excited to be here with you guys with my two co-hosts, Alfredo and Bryant. Um, we, we have a couple different topics we're going to talk on today, but before we get into that, how have you been? What's going on with you right now? What's up? What's up? Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, my car needs some work, but outside of that, you know, my uh, my hand's healing up slowly but surely. You got the pins out, right? Uh, pins are out, yeah. Uh, the bone is still not fully healed because of the, the way the fracture happened. You know, it wasn't just a clean break. It was shattered. It was pieces of bone. And so Jeez. it just heals when it heals. You know, that's, that's literally what my doctor told me. It was like, I wish I could tell you usually it's six to eight weeks or this to that. And no, we can't. We can't do that for this injury, so it heals when it heals. And uh, until then, you know, we're, we started meeting monthly, so we can take new x-rays and things of that matter. They're also talking about another um, surgery because of uh, the scarring adhesion going on between the tendon and the actual bone. But um, God is good outside of that. We are men. He's been called us. He's called us to push forward, and mm. that's what we got to do. What an update. <laughs> I was like, damn. Oh, that's an okay week or whatever. Like, yeah, you got a bone. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. How about you, brother? What's going on with you, man? How, how is life after the military? Man, not nearly as uh, interesting as Alfredo's. <laughs> sit at home all day. Make some enemies, fight from some doors. Right, and, uh, yeah. Ho hoping that somebody texts me or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you guys doing today? <laughs> Tell you. Oh, man. But life after, life after is okay for you? Yeah, man. It's different. You know, you don't have the same camaraderie and all that other craziness. You know what I mean? Miss it sometimes, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's such an interesting thing, you know, like when we talk about, you know, I think this this really lines up to a topic we're going to talk about today is the season of life. Yeah. Right? Sometimes you're in a winter season. I, I have to sing the song. I don't know about you guys, because I can't just say the seasons off the top of my head. I have to be <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know what song that is. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what song is that. Wait, do you my know? Who's it by? Wait, are you, do you know that song? No, never heard it. I can't are you serious? <laughs> no. No, are you guys serious? No, yeah, we're me? serious. Yeah. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. You, you've never heard that song. Who sang that song for you? Wait, are you guys just messing with me for real? Nah, I know there's like a boy's band. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, when, when the change, is this know? a voice <laughs> to men? Voice to men, bro. I was just like four uh, seasons of loneliness. Yeah, <laughs> forever alone. Brian's like voice to men. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't even get me started. Yo, no, no, uh, dude. I think I thought you guys were. That song like winter, spring, summer, fall. All you gotta do is call. Bro, <laughs> you didn't learn that in school. Who, who, is, nope. who is this? Who sings this? I don't know. Third, third grade. Like, what is this? <laughs> third, third grade teachers. No, when did I? Oh, okay. yeah. I was like, come on. Like, I, okay. That was a song specially for Angelo. I was literally like, <laughs> like, why are you not getting this? <laughs> I was looking at. I was like, bro, what? Yeah. Are you guys just messing Man. me right now? Like, are you? I'm like, do you really want me to sing the whole thing? I'm like, going to falsetto if I have to. I would like, join you if I knew the song. But I think this was an Angelo special. <laughs> the way you guys looked at me was like, I'm crazy. I'm like, are you, you really? 
Winter Springs. Maybe put a little vibrato in there. You, you guys will get it. You, you know? got, if you got a song in your heart, you might as well sing it. That's funny. Yeah. So the song goes, I mean, I'm still baffled. I, don't, I can't believe you guys don't know that song. You guys better know that song. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, the song goes, winter, spring, summer, and fall. All you got to do is call and I'll be there. Right? That's, that's the, like the, the famous line. Maybe not so famous anymore after talking to you guys. Uh, but, but it just talks about, you know, the, the reason I mentioned that was because that's how I remember the seasons. Winter, then spring, then summer, then fall. If you generally look at it, winter is kind of like the cold, damp, kind of, or the, the cold, um, uncomfortable season of life. Uh, winter, spring, <laughs> spring is kind of like new, new hope. You know, you imagine flowers blooming like growth, like coming out of a winter season. Like now it's like renewal. And then uh, summer, it's like, everything is good. Life is, life is perfect, life is great. It's, it's hot, mm -hmm. right? And then yeah. fall is you start to, okay, start to slow down again. And right now, like we're in Chicago, we're, we're in the Midwest, it's fall. And you know, we're, we're coming off of a mild summer and now it's starting to cool down and I personally find myself in this state of reflection mm -hmm. where you come off a of summer and now it's like starting to slow down again, right? We're getting ready for Thanksgiving, Christmas, all like the seasons. I can tell you this dude, this guy's got something stirring in his mind right now. Um, but I, I just share that so that everyone's kind of on the same page. And here, the funny thing is like that is cyclical, right? In, in the world, winter, spring, summer, or fall. In life, I can be in a winter, you can be in a summer, and you can be in a fall right now. And I think that's such a great distinction to know because you gotta remember, if everything's going great in your life, that's awesome. But you don't know the season that somebody else is in. That's right. Mm. That's deep. Yeah. I like that. Mm. You, gotta, yeah. you gotta go in the song first. Man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but what are, your, what are your thoughts on that, Brian? Man, I would co-sign with essentially everything that you said about the seasons. So, uh, you know, just looking it up, winter was associated with like a season of sadness. For me. Mm -hmm. You know, because um, for whatever reason, you, you uh, experience that sadness and you just think about like cold, right? Yeah. Being lonely, you know, such, not having anybody to turn to type deal. So that, think that everybody might be going through that kind of stuff, you know, at, at points in their life, but, you know, hopefully not too long. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you got the spring where, like you said, you know, that new growth and whatnot starts coming around and uh, everything starts to unthought. You know, the, the mm. negative emotions and such that you might have had about certain situations, you know, they gradually, will, they're still there, but, you know, they're starting to come to light. Mm. People start recognizing the summer, you know, you can actually enjoy the company and whatnot that you're in. Um, in fall, you get to actually see the success of everything that you planted. Mm. Um, so in that, you know, spring season where you were going about trying to grow up, you know, whatever, uh, you start seeing the fruits of your labor uh, come that fall season where you actually can reap the harvest. Yeah. You know I mean? I, I, one thing that I keyed on with what you said, you said thaw. I think that's such a great imagery. Right after a winter when everything's frozen and you know, out here it's kind of like ugly and just kind of like all the same colors. Yeah. And then you start to think thaw and you're like, oh, the ice is slowly melting away. And it gives opportunity for beautiful colors to 
come out of the snow or ice. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's an opportunity, right? Absolutely. And you you realize that what looked dead really wasn't dead. It was just sleeping. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you know? oh. Because sometimes, like you, you know, mm. us being imperfect creatures, sometimes we might be in a season of winter. Sometimes we see another person and we think, ah, oh, man, they're they're dead inside or they're stagnant or whatever, you know, but really they're just, they're having a tough time. They're in a state of hibernation and they just need, they need for that season in their life to be over so that they can start pushing again. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I think that that's why having a group of people, you know, really kind of helps you thaw out at times. Yeah. You know, because right. when you're experiencing that season of loneliness and you feel like you don't have anybody to turn to, having somebody, you know, even if it's just one person that you can turn to, mom, dad, you know, best friend from elementary school, whatever, uh, that will reach out to you, hey, how's it going? Sometimes yeah. that's all you need to be able to pull yourself out of that you know, dark place. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so having those kind of people in your life. You know. I, I love that. You know, to, to, to piggyback off of that and that imagery that of thawing, it's like I'm frozen. And I got you two next to me with like a, a hair dryer, okay. like trying to, you know, unthaw me. Yeah. And that's such a, I, I love the imagery because you get, you have to remember that we were, we weren't made to do life alone. Right. That's true. When God made Adam, he's like, oh, he's by himself. <laughs> yeah. I better give him a partner. Yeah. That is correct. Absolutely. And he made us in such a way that not only do we need relationship but we're we're worship-based creatures you know mm. and if we don't seek the divine if we don't seek seek god almighty we're going to find something we're going to find the wrong thing to worship without realizing it mm. you know so that's a, another aspect of relationship that we really need to keep in check you know because we might worship our other relationships versus our relationship with God, you know. Go let, let let's let's go, dude. Uh, this is gonna be such a powerful episode. I can just feel it in my in my spirit. I think like there's something that God has brought us together today, right now, to to speak on. And I'm just getting so excited because I'm like I I, I know like someone listening to this needs to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the so, word of God never comes back unfruitful. Well, I, w I definitely want to visit the seasons again and come back to this because it's such a there's so many things to unpackage. But let's go on what you're just talking about right now, where you said if if you don't seek God in that relationship, you're going to seek out other relationships. Yeah. But like, like, let's go on that. Well, elaborate. What specifically other relationships are you are you are you saying? Well, it could be anything. You know what I mean? I mean. Think of the word idol nowadays. It doesn't mean the same thing that it meant back in the, the Old Testament. Now you have American idols. Yeah, you have American yeah. idols. You have in, in Japan, Korea has a huge idol culture, right? And I'm not talking about little statues. I'm talking about people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the 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 pop culture. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they get on a stage and you have masses that are unknowingly, or maybe they do know, but unknowingly they're worshiping this group. Or they're worshiping this this dancer or this singer, this performer. Um, they're they're giving their praise or giving their their heartfelt love. Um, and then you have personal relationships, right? Mm. So, you know, if you uh, you could be codependent, right? You could you could need 
this other person, you know, whether it's a lover or it's a friend, mm-hmm. or, you know, it could be your relationship with, you know, coffee or drugs, you know, yeah, with alcohol, you know, you could yeah. start abusing things, yeah. you know, pornography, pornography, so that's a huge one. Yes. Absolutely. And then, uh, if you're not grounded by the Lord, if you're not grounded in his, in what your, your expectations the, of your relationship with God, then you will start cheating on him. You know, mm-hmm. in other areas of your life. Absolutely. And, um, oh, that was nasty. Yeah, that was nasty, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there's, there's plenty of examples, you know, across the Bible. Um, you know, we like David, so we'll, we'll jump into David for just a quick example. Um, you know, he was king for, I want to say 30 years, right, at that point, And his relationship with God was, on the rocks, you know, because it was very obvious through his fruit, through his actions, that he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he just, he was, he was at war. The country was at war. And instead of him leading his people at the front, giving, being the inspiration, being God's representative here on earth as, as, uh, as a uh, God appointed king, he stayed in the castle. And, you know, when you got too much time on your hands and you're not applying yourself and you're not, being uh, a good steward of the time that God is giving you, then you start looking at other things. You start wanting other things. You know, it was all the, the, the concubines and the women that he had or could have had wasn't enough now. Now he looked out the window and he wanted somebody else's sheep. Mm. Right? Mm. So that's just a, a, an immediate example. Right Not there. real sheep, by the way, for yeah. all y'all. Oh, know. yeah, yeah. He's like, yo, yeah. what? <laughs> that's frowned upon in the Bible, all right? That's not okay either. Yeah. That's not okay either. Yeah, God said way back in the day that was not to be a thing. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got the, the lizard like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I yeah. part of the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. metaphorically, right? Metaphor- <laughs> metaphorical sheep, not yeah. real sheep. Yeah, we're <laughs> talking about his, his head general's wife, right? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh, man. What are your thoughts on that, Right. Man, it's very deep. Yes. And I agree with everything that he just said. So uh, one thing that somebody had told me in the past was, you know, to be able to identify an idol, you got to look at like how much time you're dedicating to something. Ooh. So if um, you're constantly scrolling through one. social media um, and you're spending more time on social media than you spend with God, more than likely, that's an idol. You know, if um, you're drinking and you're drinking more than what you spend time with God, that's an idol, you know, mm. and so on. Uh, the list just continues on. Well, let me let me ask you this, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Um, can idols be a good thing? Ever? So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to answer that question. To be honest, with not you. in yeah. that terminology. Exactly. Uh, okay. You can have goals. Yeah. God can give you a mission and say, "This is why I put you on this earth." Okay. That's cool. Exactly. But one of the first commandments is, "You shall have no other. You will worship no other god mm-hmm. outside of me." Your God, right? So that means you can have no idols. You will have no idols before me. That's literally what that is. So if you start, like you said, devoting too much time, or really this is how I gauge it, and if if God asked you right now, let it go, and it hurts you. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's real. If you were just like, ah, oh, I don't wanna. Ooh. Exactly. Ooh. You know, yeah. that's, Ooh. I think that's really a, 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 a problem because as we've stated before, everything is God's. Mm-hmm. We own nothing. Mm-hmm. We are just here to take care of some of it, to appreciate the rest. And the rest of the rest 
Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Let it go. Don't mess with it. Man, Alfredo is on one today. You see this? Are we drinking the same thing? Not on camera, bro. Not on camera. Don't be exposing me like that. Man. Okay. Dude, I. Let's see. But I think that in the different seasons, we might be establishing different idols as well. Oh, yeah. Ooh, go on that. Sure. Go on that. Man, um, so I don't know how exactly to expound upon, you know, the winter time because, you know, in the season of sadness and such, um, all you're seeking out is a way to get out of, you know, that, that season, right? And that's primarily what winter becomes. Yeah. It's like, this sucks. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to get the F out of here. Exactly. Like, you know. when it's winter here in Chicago, y'all know, y'all from the yeah. south. Exactly. So when you come up, up here in my neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man. With your okay. short shorts and all that, like your tank tops, you don't need that. Yeah, you put that away. You put that away in the winter time. That yeah. goes in the back of the closet. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, go Absolutely. ahead. Go ahead. Winter. You, you know, but then when you look at fall, and then you're able to bask in all the successes and whatnot that you had from you know the rest of the year, mm -hmm. essentially leading back up to that winter season, um, it's easy to you know put your successes uh, as an idol. In all honesty, because you think about it. Um, I got this car. The first thing you said is I got this car, as opposed to you know I was mm. blessed with this car, you know type mm. deal, you know. So not being able to truly recognize where it is that your blessings are coming from, mm. I think that that comes along with you know the different seasons that we experience in life, uh, where in that winter time, it's really easy for you to see like, oh man, I really messed up here, you know. In every other season where you might be successful, you want to attribute all those things to the things that you have done as opposed to the places that God has put you. Nice. That's so good. That's so good. And I just want to make a distinction there. It's like we pay attention to our speech, mm. right? Like, you know, I don't know the exact scripture, but somewhere in the Bible it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So if you are speaking, I, 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 I win, I win, I win, I'm successful, I'm su you know, this, when you pay attention to your speech patterns, you get to see what's really in your heart. Because mm. out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So yes. if you are speaking all this negativity, like, man, my life sucks. You know, I'm, it, it, you know, life just kicked me in the balls. You know, my, my wife doesn't love me. My kids don't respect me. My this. That's coming out of your mouth. So that's really what's in your heart. Yeah. That's right? it. Yeah. Absolutely. Did I just say some scripture, y'all? Did, did. did I just drop some scripture? What? But that that's such a great distinction. I'm, and I love that you said that because you have, like, in law enforcement, like, we're big on pattern recognition. We look at people like this guy's about to run. Mm -hmm. And like, how, do, how could you tell? Well, you can see, like, he's a, look at his eyes. Yeah. You can see like he's positioning himself. He's building up to it. He's building up to it. His his fists are kind of clenched, like he's gonna fight or flight. So it's it's gonna be one of the two. So like it's like people are like, oh my god, how did you know that? Well, if you pay attention to the little details, you can see what he was about to do. And the same exact thing, you take that same concept and you apply it to us. What do you got? Like what what what's coming out of my mouth? Mm. What am I doing every single day? Like, how can you say that I, I believe in God and I have faith in this, but then, it, you know, you're at home and you're wallowing in your, in your, in your doo-doo. In your doo-doo. Yeah. In your doo-doo. That's yeah. legit. Right? Right. No, that's legit. Like, I believe in God. But when you're at home by yourself, you're like, you're, you're, what? You're watching porn. Yeah. 
you're, you're you know playing endless video games yeah. like kind of like un totally unplugging not paying attention to your kids not paying attention to your wife oh but i'm a believer yeah you know you know and that's the way that you go about de-stressing as opposed to being able to do what's biblical mm. you know what i mean and i guess that's where the the idol uh kind of comes in and it, it's tough you know being able to actually recognize your idol so actually being intentional about um, your time and truly like looking at the things that you do just for patterns of life being able to recognize what is it that might be an idol that is blocking me from being able to be closer to god closer to my family you know whatever mm, and yeah. sometimes you know it is your family that ends up being an idol Ooh. you know you get so consumed with being able to do the things for your family yeah. um, that you completely forget about you know i'm supposed to be teaching them how to be you know a better christian a better person whatever um and you know, we just get caught up with that kind of stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've always, I, I, you know, as Christians, you always hear it's God first, mm -hmm. then your wife, mm -hmm. then your kids. You know, and at least I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I put my wife first. Mm -hmm. You know, and so sometimes God has to check me. Yeah. You know, and remind me, hey, you need to take care of business. Yeah. All right. You need to talk to me first, and then you talk to her. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that, yeah, man. Because like, dude, I, I'm I'm the same way. No. Yeah. I, I I like I think a lot of guy a lot of men and I mean obviously we know this is being recorded. This could be shared to the world. So I commend both of you for for just sharing your hearts and being open and vulnerable and, and just. It's not easy to say this in front of other men and to share this with the world where potentially hundreds and thousands of millions of people are going to hear. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I just wanted to quickly, you know, say thank you to both of you because that was such a good, um, I I'm glad you did share that because right away for me, I'm like, yeah, I, I do that too, bro. Yeah, but it's it's needed, you know, mm. because some people might think that, oh man, I'm the only person that goes through this kind of stuff. Like, no, you're not alone, mm. you know, and that's what ends up leading people to be in that season of winter, you know, yeah. in, oh. in, yeah. you know, a, a prolonged season of winter, you know what I mean? So. And then the enemy whispers in your ear and tells you, yeah. You're alone. Yeah. You're the only one yeah. messing up. Yeah, you are a you're, horrible you, person. You can't, you're a horrible person. You can't go back. You don't belong there. Yeah, you cannot be they're gonna. Enough. They're going to you know, make fun of you. They're going to judge you. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. that, that's another reason why I think it's so important that we're so open about our flaws is because we're not perfect. And that's why we come to the hospital. And that's why we, we come to the, to the healer. You know, that's, that's exactly why we're here. That's exactly why we're speaking right now is because God's given us a little and so we want to try and pass that on. Ooh. Man, so I'm, I'm really glad that you said that um, because I was thinking about one of the parables um, that uh, was utilized in the Bible where it's talking about, you know, one person being given one talent, um, mm. one person being given two talents, and then one person given you know, five talents, whatever. Um, and the people that had more than one, they went off and actually did stuff with those talents to go about increase from their kingdom or God's kingdom really. Uh, but the person that only had one, you know, tried to hold on to it. I think that a lot of times uh, that's what we end up falling into the pattern of. We're usually that person with the one talent, you know, where, uh, you know, this is my wife, this is my family, I have to hold on to them, as opposed to being able to develop them into the things that, you know, God has destined for them. You know, you're, you're holding on to that, that, that talent because I don't want to let this go. Mm -hmm. But then you think about it, the, the person that only had that one talent, God ended up taking everything from them. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. So the the thing that you try to covet essentially is the very thing that could be taken away from you for Ooh. trying to covet it. Yeah. 
That's it's, so good. It's like what Jesus says, you know, he who loses his life will find it in me mm. and vice versa, yeah. you know, because here you are and you're coming from a place of fear when God has called you to be courageous, you know, mm. and take strength in him. And here you are just holding on to this one thing. And I don't want to lose it. I'm afraid, you know, what if, and that's not what God called you out to be. Yeah. You know, if he's given you a talent, he's called you to cultivate it, to grow it. To, to use it for his glory. Oh, man. And honestly, we could sit on this topic, like, all We could. <laughs> I, 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 like, that's why, dude, I just, I love this. And I really feel like God is in the middle of this conversation. Like, he's here today. We're obviously in his house. We might be in his bathroom or something. I'm not really sure. Mm. Where we're <laughs> but we're in his house. That's why that's there. <laughs> that's why. That's that smell. I'm like, Ryan, bro. <laughs> I know. God, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, ju just so we're clear, because this actually was very confusing for me in the beginning when I heard this um, talents in this specific, it was money, correct? Yeah. Just, yeah, you know, even. just so because like, I, like, again, when I heard this first, I was like, talents? Like, I'm like, like you can dance, I can sing, I can play basketball. You know, like what? What is those kind of talents? Like, yeah. But but in the Bible, it was actually talents, as in like the the money value, right? Like they turn around and increase their talents, yeah, their money, their master's money, I should say. But it definitely goes back to what like your actual talents, your actual gifts and abilities and skills and. Yeah, if you don't work on them, you lose them. Exactly. Yeah. And if you burn them in the ground, you lose them. Exactly. Mm. You know, because that's what the guy with one talent did. He buried it. You exactly. know, he was like, oh, I'm going to put this in a secret place. No one's going to find it. And I'm not going to find it either. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means nobody got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fucking heaven. You, can't, you can't steal it if you. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's legit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's crazy to think about, man. But in, in all honesty, when you look at like the, the wealth gaps and such, mm. you, you look at the people that have a lot. And a lot of times, you know, they're able to diversify. But mm. the people that don't go about diversifying are the same exact people that end up losing everything mm. and end up coming exactly back to where, you know, they said, I'm never going back there again. Mm -hmm. hey, man, mm. you know, you're my neighbor now. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. That game, you know, two years ago was crazy, man. What happened? Mm. Yeah, I broke my leg and here I am. You know, you can't, you can't come back. It's tough. But I think that that's one of the things that goes into having those, a single talent, which is why the people at the bottom, if you will, uh, the 99% the end up being like a jack of all trades but a master of none. Mm. You know, because we have to go about cultivating, you know, a lifestyle for our family, for ourselves and such. And we have to be like extremely creative. Uh, so I hate to bring them up, but oftentimes people in prison are some of the most ingenuitive people that I've ever seen. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, yeah. You can only go about applying those talents and whatnot, you know, in the regular world. Yes. You know, criminalistic type stuff. What kind of world would we have? Dude. Oh, some of, some of the one, <clears throat> guys that I know that are reformed now, they, they are one of the, they're some of the best mechanics mm -hmm. I've ever mm -hmm. seen. 
Man. You know, like they just have, like you said, ingenuitive, and they mm. might have not have the right tool, but they'll get a wrench and a ratchet and make it work Man. somehow. They're like, like, you know, <laughs> you know how many things I can make with that plastic fork? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You better be careful. You better yeah. be careful, man. Yeah. I'll make a car on that thing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it, it's just insane to me how that kind of stuff works, but. I think that that's also, you know, just one of those blessings from God, man. Not everybody's gifted with that kind of thought process up until you're forced to have that kind of thought process. Yes, you know? yes. And when, whenever you're forced to do something, when, when that type of pressure is applied and like you just come from zero, from when you're at zero and then you gotta go to 100, mm -hmm. you're not gonna hit 100. You know. You're just that, that, that added pressure, you're gonna crack. Exactly. You know, so like, yeah, 100%. I, there's so many, like, there's so many men that I, I, I know in my life that I'm like, dude, if you just applied yourself, mm -hmm. you'd be on Forbes. Man, you know, and I think that the people at the bottom, when you don't have anything, it's so much easier to go about depending on God for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because, it, you know, the people that have everything, it's like, oh, man, I got this on my own. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as they lose, it's like, oh, what happened? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's when God, you know, if you're listening, please help. You know, yeah. you know, and remember me. You remember me. Yeah, remember exactly. you helped you helped me before. Your humble servant. Your humble servant. <laughs> <laughs> your humble servant. I come to thee. Like, I, you know, you start busting out the you. Hebrew and stuff, man. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's so much easier uh, to go about depending on God when you don't have what it is that you're looking for mm. or what it is that you need. Yes. As opposed to when you already have it, you know, God is like an afterthought. Mm. Mm. It, it sucks. So that's yeah. what it is. Everybody goes, everybody runs to God when they're in need. Absolutely. Yeah. In the high moments, everyone just kind of forgets about him. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, we see that example way too often. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And then, I think that's why there's so many, like, mediocre Christians. Yeah. Could be. It's, you know? it's because, like, I, I think it's because, like, once you get what you want, I don't need God. I did this on my own, right? Yeah. You, you, you may have helped me, and, and dude, one hundred percent, that was me. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. I prayed to God, like when I couldn't go into the military because of you know my other injuries. I'm like, God, please, I just really want to be a cop. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I just want to serve. I want to, I want to be part of something bigger than myself, dude. I was going to church. Yeah. I like, I'll put myself on blast. I'll throw myself on the bus. I was praying. I was, you know, going to church. I was participating. I was engaged. The moment I became a cop, stop going to church. I don't have time for that anymore. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of other factors too, like your schedule. I'm sure it was big. I'm sure you did three oh, for sure. and stuff like that. And that's that, what I told myself. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like, I'm working midnights. Exactly. Yeah. God understands. I'm chasing Satan right now, Jesus. Exactly. We're cool. Right? Like, you know, I'm doing your work. I'm doing your work. Yeah, I'm doing God's work. We're good. We're good, right? Like, we're, you know, that counts for something. Yeah. Man, so I, I think that, that really leads us into one of the points that you wanted to talk about with the lone wolf mentality. Oh. Mm -hmm. Versus the community. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think that, that that lone wolf is that person that, you know, when everything is up for them, you know, it's very easy to just run away. Where in that community, you have to go about depending on one another. You know what I mean? So oftentimes you hear about in the church, um, specifically, when you have somebody that's struggling internal to the church, um, how funds and you know everything else is pulled together to be able to help that person out of you know whatever tough spot they're in. Mm -hmm. But that lone wolf doesn't have anybody that they can depend on. You know what I mean? And so that it, it's just ten times harder for them 
and it starts going to you know the, the extremes like you know if I don't have it Angela has it I have it now <laughs> I would be captain now yeah. he's like give me that fork real quick <laughs> and I'll be get that plastic one no 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 not the metal one the plastic one <laughs> <laughs> Do the handshake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alfredo, oh, get the cameras. Get the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> Stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> this was not planned. Why is Mikey throwing up the X at me? Like, what's he, what, what's that mean? What's that mean? words but essentially that two is better than one mm-hmm. you know because if you were if you were alone and you fell and couldn't get back up who was there to help you mm. you know um, and there's other examples in the Bible of um, of you know community mm. and that you should be um, surrounded by you know other godly people and the church mm. and things of that nature mm. Mm-hmm. But you really, it's, we're not designed to function alone. We're not designed to, to try and stand off our, uh, ourselves against the world because that's where sometimes a lot of fear comes from, right? Yeah. Um, like the, the, the famous battle of, of um, I don't want, it's not the 300, um, but essentially it was, um, it was a prophet and he was, was it a prophet? Oh my gosh, I'm, just, I'm not remembering correctly the story. But there was uh, a character in the Bible, and he was terrified, afraid, because he thought, oh, look at this giant army, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're here, uh, just a couple of us, or it's just me, or mm-hmm. I'm alone, or we're all going to die, you know? And then uh, then I, I believe the prophet prays for this under other individual, and he says to, to open his eyes, mm-hmm. you know? so I can see mm. what's really going on mm. and yeah. so when yeah. God takes the, the veil the spiritual veil off of his eyes he gets to witness all the angels mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there was there was an army in front of him yeah, but there talk. was there was there was divine power mm-hmm. that was holding that was backing them up yeah. you know and I think that's what we also lose a lot of sight of is that we're not really alone sometimes sometimes the enemy wants to confuse us right and tell mm-hmm. us you're alone you know you have nobody mm-hmm. but really that's not what God promised you know he said I'm with you until the end of the earth yeah. you know he says my my spirit will be with you you know um, and those are all promises you know they're not they're not a it's not a contract where it's you do this and I'll do that no it's done exactly man but at times being in community is like very confusing for me as well because I forget what the numbers were specifically in the Bible, but you had one of the, the prophets. But I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. Um, but he was supposed to be leading you know, um, Israel into battle. And it was like a massive army. We'll just say a million people in the other army. And um, God said, you know, assemble your army and get ready to go fight them. Um, so this prophet went and got, you know, we'll say 300,000 people. You know, hey, too many people, you know, take it down a little bit. Mm. Say, all right, all you guys, you know, you're gone. Go back home. Now you're down to 30,000. Nope, still too many people. You know, let's go down even further. And that's where we get to that number 300. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
God, what, how am I supposed to fight a million people with 300 people? Mm-hmm. He's like, trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. But you sent Brian yeah. and Alfredo home? Exactly. And you took all the plastic for it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And I guess that's where we really have to be able to rely on what it is that God is telling us. And really be able to just discern, you know, where that word is coming from. Because oftentimes for me, um, I like to think that, you know, God operates through the people that I associate with. But at the same time, you have to be able to judge the character of the individual that you're taking the advice from. Um, So somebody told me in the past, hey, uh, don't take advice from somebody that you wouldn't be willing to trade lives with. Yes. Mm, You know, um, so. That's a good one. Yeah, you know, yeah. when, when you're going into a situation that it looks hectic and that person's like, you know, why don't you just, I mean, just shoot them? Like, mm-hmm. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. How do we get from here to here? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. How does that work? Um, but then you have somebody else, like, why don't you just have the conversation with them? You know, see what's actually going on. Be able to decide, like, what the next uh, best action would be. You know, you have those kind of people in your corners and you have to be able to decide, like, which one is it that I want to associate with on you know the more frequent basis but what i find is that oftentimes you go to the person that you already know the answer but you go to the person that is going to give you the answer that you want right mm. so uh hey angelo man i'm really having you know a tough time right now um you know my, my wife you know we're, we're struggling and it's like well i mean you could always just go to a strip club you know what i mean sample you know all the other women that are there and you go to the people that are going to be uh, giving you the answer that you want yeah. oftentimes yeah. until you, you can't go to them. And then you have to go to the person that's going to give you the real answer. Mm. You know what I mean? Because oftentimes when I want a legit answer, I won't come to, you know, uh, my brothers or my sisters mm. because I know that they're, all they're going to end up doing is, yeah, you were right in that situation. If I go to my mom every single time, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you messed up. Mm-hmm. All right. How do I fix it? <laughs> you know, but being able to have the people around you that are going to be able to uh, tell you when you're right and when you're wrong and actually legitimately build up your character from that spot that you were in, it's key. And I think that that's part of that, having that community around you. Because um, what, what verse was it? Hebrews 10.24. I don't have the whole thing, uh, but it says... We spur one another. So we spur one another to go about taking the correct actions or the wrong actions. You know what I mean? And that's where the community kind of comes into play. You think about the city of Chicago, mm. how well, back in the 70s, 80s and such, uh, it got very hectic, you know, uh, just with race relations and such. Um, gangs started forming and all that other craziness, you know. Um, and then you look at the situation for what it is now. Uh, where you have a lot of kids that are misguided and such, and they don't have that sense of community. Mm. They say that they have a community. They claim the blocks and whatnot that they're from, but it's not really a community because what community do you know of that would end up sending you out to die? Yeah. You know, for for what? Mm-hmm. You know, th- just because somebody else is from a different street than you are. Yeah, or a different color. Well, yeah, yeah different it, color. it makes no sense to me. Yeah. You know, but being able to actually have the, the right community establish yourself in a community that actually cares about you and such is why I think that the community of just being a follower of Christ is a coming in man mm. and I remember a time of lacking that you know what I mean um, and then feeling like I was the only one it was like I was extremely aggressive during that time period 
You know what I mean? Because I feel like this is the only way I'm going to be able to hold on to everything that I got. Mm. I have to be aggressive in order to hold on to everything that I have. And then you get involved with the uh, Christian community and such, and, and like, no, you don't need to hold on to everything. You let go of everything. And then you'll see that the things that you were valuing before, they don't really mean anything. You know, they're just items. Mm. There you go. Yeah, man. It's so, mm. a good piece. Ten. Piece it all together. That was good. That was real good. I, you know, I've always, I've always heard, going back to your advice um, moment, um, that advice is always something that you ask for when you already know the answer. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think sometimes, most of the time, I believe that to be true. You know, because sometimes I'm wrestling with that idea, mm -hmm. or uh, or or maybe an action that I have to take. And I say, man, this is gonna piss off people, you know, or this is gonna hurt someone, right? So I go to people that I trust that are not just gonna tell me yes or not just gonna tell me no, but will be, okay, what are the, what's the context, you know, what are the facts, and give me what they truly believe would be the best, you know, advice. And most of the time, they just tell me what I already knew, mm -hmm. you know, they're just like, yeah, I think you should. Do this one it's harder but you need that's what you need to do and I'm just like man why yeah, I don't really you know, want to like, do that I didn't want to do that one right <laughs> yeah. um, but at the same time you know you always have that nudging in the back of your head or maybe it's the Holy Spirit I don't know um, but you 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 already knew what you had to do mm. you, you knew what was mm. correct right you know and at, to add on also to your 300 story that God always has a master plan right and he wants to take out the insecurities in your life and he wants to take out anything that's going to be that's going to hurt you later down the line mm. right and it doesn't look like a big deal now but that will grow and that will progress and that will be become some sort of uh, roadblock in your life or it'll be like you know the little stone little pebble in your shoe right um, like you said, it went from, you know, 300,000 and, you know, they stopped by to, to get water at a stream or a river, whatever it was. And then God gave us like, you know, sometimes God works with signs and he said, uh, okay, observe everybody as they drink water. And if they put both their knees on the ground, tell them mm. to go home. Mm. Why? Mm. Because that means they're not at the ready. Mm. That means that they let their guard down too often. Mm. Um, so yeah, the per the people that put both their knees on the ground and they had to go home. You know, everybody else that just put one knee on the ground to drink water and they were still vigilant, they were still observing, they were still cognitive of the fact that we are at war. We have to be ready. Mm. Yes, I need this water right now, but I'm gonna do it carefully. Mm. Um, and then the next, you know, mm. stage of that uh, thinning off was when, um, uh, or actually I think this was the first stage, um, you know the I can't remember who it was but the person gets in front of the 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 army and they say okay whoever's afraid leave now mm -hmm. you know why because that fear will spread between the individual to the other person mm -hmm. because we spur off each other mm -hmm. right so if you have mm -hmm. Angelo who's courageous and ready to go and he's got a fire for God you know and mm -hmm. I'm over here afraid to mm -hmm. speak out and I'm afraid you know to to go to war and I'm afraid to 
to, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose the life that I have cultivated for myself, I think, here on earth. Mm. Well, that might affect him. Mm. So God says, if you're afraid, leave, yeah. right? Because we're at war. Mm. We can't have fear in the, in the middle of the troops. Um, so yeah, we don't, we might not understand why God takes things away and it might be something simple. It might be the smallest thing, but we don't realize that later down the line, that's the reason why we fell. That's the reason why we died. That was filthy. Mm. Man. Yeah, Some little you, details. I'm telling you. Alfredo was just like, I don't know. He must've been listening to the Bible like as he slipped or something Seriously. like that. Seriously. Bringing all the points. I just, I just touch it. It's osmosis. Well, I mean, that's so good. You know, like we spur off each other and that's such a key thing. And th those are all the benefits of being in a community, being, having a brotherhood, being in, in, in a, in a community like this, in a group, in a team like this mm. setting. So let me ask you guys this, well, why don't we men have that? Not enough. Why don't we do that enough? Why don't we have more men around us? Why aren't we more purposeful about surrounding ourselves with like-minded men? Why, I feel like there's so, so much more lone wolf thinking than, dude, I need to talk to Brian Dalfredo about this. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of it's like, nah, I got this. I'm gonna, I'm, I need to figure this out. No, it's legit. All right, guys, that wraps up part one of episode five. I hope you guys took some big takeaways, some golden nuggets, and uh, I hope you guys shared some laughs with us as well. Uh, I guarantee that part two is just as good, if not better, than part one, just because we have so many more laughs and we go deeper on some of these subjects. And it was a lot of fun doing this recording, and it was a lot of fun editing it all over again. Um, one, to re-listen to the golden values and two, to enjoy these moments of laughter with, that uh, I was able to share with Alfredo and Brian. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for uh, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Uh, we will see you next week for part two. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.